Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. And we have a guest star, Rebecca. That's me. A first timer, even. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Ooh, the thrill of it all. I believe she might have only ever listened to one episode. <gasps> I hope it was a drunk one. No. Actually, no. Um, actually, I think I'm up to three. Oh, good job. Very good. One was definitely out my balls. <laughs> Speaking of out my balls, he's up for uh, the competition today. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. The host of out my balls, Loki, is going up against... Uh, the choosers of the slain, the Valkyries. I think this is going to be a pretty tough uh, competition, honestly. I was, I was putting together the Valkyrie information, and I was like, I don't know. I know. It's a tough... I know Loki gets all, like, has all the sex appeal, but does he have all the sex appeal? Sex appeal. Thompson is super hot, so she also has all the sex appeal. So take that, Tom Hiddleston. Walk really, it down, city boy. Hard. <laughs> Loki has Loki has a horrible actual rap. Like he earned it. He totally earned it. Like I love him dearly, but he freaking earned it. Um, the comics make him a way better person than he actually is. <laughs> oh yeah, and related to people who aren't it. And that's fine. Take all the liberty you want. Who cares? <laughs> um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? We're only a m- two minutes into this recording. Well, should we explain to Rebecca that she can ask questions? And I mean, if you want. <laughs> okay, so you can ask questions and interrupt. So you don't have to take notes. Um, like, you can just say stop right there and, like, ask a question and, and we'll do our best to answer it. Sometimes we just make shit up. Um, we also don't know how to pronounce anything in Norse. So good luck with that. <laughs> Are you familiar with any of the Norse gods, like outside of Marvel? Not really. Any of the stories or anything? Not more than the little bits that I've heard on the couple of other podcasts. Ooh. So all her knowledge is our knowledge. <laughs> I feel like here, this is the thing. Oh, please. I feel like, and I, it's not like I was like a scholar or anything in, in Norse mythology, but like, I've heard a fair amount of these stories, like in my life, but I think Danny, you and I are outliers because every person I meet other than the two of us has been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, to be fair, we are pagan. We are gigantic nerds. Like, no. I don't think people outside of you and I really understand how bad we are. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Like, what we do for fun sometimes is like, why would you even do that? Like, here's what ha- this is the, the absolute, this is the God on, God is and God's honest truth. We were doing an escape room with Danny's daughter in Washington, D.C., and it was Egyptian themed. And you had all you had to do was match up the little picture with the little picture on the little puzzle, and that was the whole thing. We took it so far. We were we recognized the symbols as like what gods that that was representing, 
And we couldn't read the writing on the wall because they were doing it left to right, like English, but everything was in cartouches. And when you read Egyptian, it's, it's North to South. It's just, that's just how it is. But we're the only ones who knew that. And we're screaming back, like just God names. And we're like, it's Thoth, it's Thoth. Nobody knows who that is. And then at the end, and we were with strangers, by the way, it wasn't like, it was just, they worked it out eventually. They're like, guys, really? <laughs> And we're like, okay. And at the end, I figured out the last clue because it was Egyptian themed and you had to pick which scientist it was. And I was such a nerd that I was like, all these are real except for one. It's definitely going to be the fake one. Whoever made this is a Stargate fan. And it was Dr. (laughs) Daniel Jackson from Stargate. And they're like, but you haven't found the clue. I'm like, I don't need the clue. (laughs) And I was right though. Yeah, we were we were trying to like figure out we're like we're like well they have the sun god so maybe where the sun comes up in the oh it was ridiculous it was ridiculous I'm sure Gina was nice and mortified she was she was <laughs> I'd forgotten about that particular part of it like I have said how like we got too deep but I forgot like how deep we went like so deep it was really ridiculous. <laughs> Like stop! <laughs> Can't stop. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Loki first. Okay, so Rebecca, I'm reading notes. So if you need me to, um, if you want to stop, you have to like yell out. Okay. Okay. So Loki, Loki, good old Loki. So he is a cunning trickster. Um, he does have the ability to change his shape and sex, which um, the Marvel comics did not touch upon that part really, except I think maybe one of those episodes I didn't watch. (laughs) He isn't considered good or evil since his main aim is to always have chaos, which that's fine right up until Ragnarok. And then he definitely picked a side. So Um, he is also considered the God of fire. And according to some sources, he is the son of a giant but his mother is a goddess. So because his mother is a goddess, they are giving him the status of a goddess, of a god, as opposed to just calling him a giant. His status in pre-Christian Scandinavia remains somewhat obscure. Uh, there was no cult for him. They can't really find any source of worship, unlike other deities. Um, so nobody was out there like praying to Loki, not quite sure what his role was other than to be you know, to just kind of maybe set people on their paths, like the other gods, everything that happened to the other gods happened because Loki was an asshole. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's true. Um, Sometimes he helps the gods with his plans, but it's only because he fucked up to begin with and got them in the mess. And then he has to be like, Oh my God, look what I could do. Look, like I've got an idea here. We're going to get out of this because he's always the reason that they're in this mess. He also appears as the enemy of the gods because he likes to go to parties that he wasn't invited to. Famously, (laughs) famously goes to parties he's not invited to and then insults everybody there. Um, He particularly enjoys insulting the female goddesses. He likes to slut shame them, whether they've been doing it or not. Um, He likes to call them out for sleeping around, whether they've been doing it or not. And he particularly likes to pick on Freya uh, because she 
is almost untouchable because she just doesn't give a shit. And uh, he likes to go in there and like slut shame her about like how she had to, you know, screw four drawers and get this necklace. And she's like, yeah, I did it. I don't really care. <laughs> um, he has a wife. <laughs> He's married to Signin. Um, not a lot is said about her. She does have a role in his punishment, like trying to take care of him. Um, he's also the inventor of fishnets. What? Like not <laughs> stockings. I mean, I guess it, that too. <laughs> um, at some level, but like fishnets, like you catch the fish in the nets and they think it might have to do more of a play on his name, which is Tangler of Lies. Hmm. Um, and also because he starts and ends Ragnarok, basically. So he closes the loop. So that's his origin. Uh, the Norse gods, they do not like to give us like, this is what they were like when they were a kid. They don't, they don't do that. We're fairly lucky if we get the names of their parents. Um, we all know the Owl My Balls story. Uh, <laughs> that's probably his best one even though it was his fault that they had to play all my balls to begin with. But, you know, as, as we heard, he had to make uh, somebody laugh and he tied a goat to his balls. And every time the goat ran away, he yelled and the goddess laughed. So, you know, that happened. It's all this time, ow my balls. Ow my balls. Um, he also is famous for uh, cutting off Thor's wife's hair. She was sleeping one day by the water and apparently she had beautiful long blonde hair because it's North mythology. So they all have beautiful long blonde hair. And uh, he walked by and thought, it'll be great if I cut her hair off. Um, no Hilarious. reason. Hilarious. Um, she was so upset when she woke up that she ran and hid in a cave because uh, now she's bald. And Thor's like, dude, why did you cut my wife's hair off? I'm going to kill you. And he's like, no, 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 wait. I will go get her some better hair. Because so, apparently we can do this. Um, and so he goes to visit some dwarves, asking them to make the hair. Uh, they do make the hair, but after he gets the hair, he decides to stick around and see what else they're doing um, and to mess with them. So because of him, Thor actually gets the hammer Um that he is famous for because Loki kept screwing up the dwarves who were trying to make the most precious metal in the world. And the hammer was actually something that they kind of screwed up and they were like, Oh, we don't want this and threw it out. So Loki's like, look what I did. Like, and he brought it back. <laughs> so he was forgiven for like a hot second. Um, he also gave um, a ring to Odin that every ninth night, new uh, rings would fall out. So he'd be like rich all the time. Uh, let's see. Um, the dwarves were pissed that Loki had like tricked them this whole time. So they demanded Loki's head. Um, they showed up at the hall and said, listen, like, you know, Loki screwed up. We want his head. And they were like, Loki had promised us his head. And so Loki was like, well, I did promise you my head, but I didn't promise you um, his my neck, so they didn't get to chop off his head. Instead, what? they showed, yeah, I don't know, I guess you have to chop it from, like, the neck up. I guess you can't 
I don't really know how that works. We <laughs> talked in circles around them for about an hour and they were like, fuck it, I don't care. And they just left. <laughs> no, he put his mouth shut and then left. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess they were just sick of his mouth. Um, another time, a um, Smith had arrived at uh, the hall and said that he could build the gods a high wall that they could use to protect themselves from anybody. And the smith was like, well, if I do build this wall within a certain amount of time, I want Freya's hand in marriage. And uh, Loki was like, it'll be great. He'll never finish this wall. Just go ahead and say yes. And so they were like, okay, because why not? Um, the problem was is the guy started fin finishing it like super fast. And Freya's like, I'm 100% not marrying this. <laughs> like, it's not happening. Um, so they were like, Loki, you got us into this trouble. You better fix it. So Loki's like, all right, all right, all right. So I'm going to go spy on the guy. So he goes outside and he sees that when the, um, the stonesmith is sleeping, he has a horse that does all the work at night. So the work is always being done. So Loki decides to transform himself into a mare and lure the horse away. Um, sexily. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the only way to do it. Hello. <laughs> um, so the mare ran all night and all night the horse chased after her. And when the morning came, the giant's horse was still missing. And now the Smith knew that there was no way that he was going to be able to finish the wall. So he lost the bet. Um, however, the horse had caught Loki. And a little while later, Loki gave birth to a eight legged horse. <laughs> so once again, it's for example, of Loki got himself in trouble. It did not end well from him, and now he's a mom. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he ends up giving the horse to Odin. Um, it's the fastest horse in the world. Obviously, it has eight legs. Um, and then he goes on his merry way. Um, he is also, as I mentioned before, he's the bringer of Ragnarok. So his three children are Frenrir, which is the wolf, um, oh, what's the name of the freaking snare serpent? Jotunmander? Jotunmander, who's this world serpent. And then his daughter is Hel, who actually takes care of the underworld. So there was a prophecy, and they said, you know, Loki's children are going to bring about the destruction of the gods. So Odin goes and captures them, and um, they chain Fenrir the wolf to a rock, and then um, they throw the serpent into the water and then hell gets her own land. We didn't figure out why he was nicer to hell about it, but she got to rule over the underworld. Um, and so they were like, all right, that's going to keep us from getting like this. Fine. We've got this under control. Ragnarok's fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. Uh, meanwhile, Loki gets one of the most favorite gods killed. Uh, by his own brother. So as punishment, they take another set of Loki's children. Apparently his other children were also wolves. Or no, he had two sons and they turned them into wolves. And then Odin let one son kill the other son. They took his entrails out, tied Loki to a rock with the entrails of his own son, and uh, then dripped poison on him for the rest of his 
eternity. So his wife, his poor wife was there trying to hold it in a bowl. I'm sure every once in a while she had to empty it and it burned his face. <laughs> that's a horror. That's especially horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so eventually Frenrir, the one who's chained up, is going to get free. When he gets free, the serpent, who is the other child of Loki, um, will encircle the land and then the seas are going to spill everywhere and there's going to be mighty floods. This is going to make the ship, which is the ship of toenails, Teresa's favorite. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Every toenail that is clipped in Midgard, that's regular Earth, and <laughs> the other realms goes on to the toenails ship and that is what builds it. Why? Disgusting. Why? <laughs> I don't know because Norse people are weird. Right. Do you even know how gross my toenails are? They're like eight miles thick. <laughs> that could make a very large ship then. You know, like that has got to be the armor on the ship is my toenails. <laughs> so Teresa's responsible for Ragnarok. <laughs> well, we're going to have to kick this cat's ass. Come on, you big fat thing. Come on, get out of there. So when the ship is coming out of the underworld, the earthquake causes Loki to be freed. And his daughter, Hel, is actually captaining the um, ship. The crew is going to be an army of giants. She's going to turn the ship over to Loki. Um, and then he's going to fight. He's going to fight Hemdall, who does kill him, but Loki's bringing all this to happen. Now his daughter, Hel, is going to spend the, the time resurrecting everybody that dies so that they'll fight on Loki's side. Um, yeah. So he is the reason there's Ragnarok. His children are the reason there's Ragnarok, which is why I'm like, I don't know why they keep calling him neutral because that's the ending is really not neutral. I mean, love him, <laughs> love him, but he has, he has issues. <laughs> Uh, so that's his notoriety. There was, there's many, many other stories, but they get covered in every God has a story with Loki. So I try to do that. Yeah. yeah. I try not to give them all. Um, his inter-realm crossover points, he can cross all the realms. There's nothing saying that he's not allowed to. A lot of deities don't go back and forth, but considering the fact that he was probably born of a giant father and his mother was a goddess, and it talks about him always flitting off to all these worlds because he screwed up and he has to go fix stuff. Um, you know, and his daughter rules over the underworld. Um, so he can cross all nine realms. Um, he fights in Ragnarok. This is his Ragnarok role. And he does kill Hemdall, but he doesn't survive. So he's he doesn't survive uh, Ragnarok. His family fame is that obviously he produced Hell, the goddess of death the serpent that surrounds the world and the wolf. And he's also credited with giving birth to Sleipnir, which is the eight legged horse. Um, as far as his modern day uh, fame goes, he's quite popular. Um, he's been in American gods. He's in all of the Marvel comics, the movie, the mask. I don't know if you've seen that. That was based on him. Um, he's in a series of books by Rick Warden. He's in, um, what do you call it? Video games. The only thing in the Marvel comics is they make him Odin's adopted son. 
that that was never in the Norse mythology. He was considered a, a, a companion, not a relative. And they made Hel his sister, which was also weird. Um, so he's been he's been popular in video games almost since it looks like they came out. Like, <laughs> and he's been in the Marvel comics forever. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's he's been around. People know, like when you say his name. Usually, people know, and I know at least one person who's got an animal named Loki. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that is Loki in a nutshell. Any questions? Not at the moment. Okay. I feel like people think of Loki as the trickster god, but then they think about it like I don't know, like whoopee cushions or whatever, and not like really. These these like terrible non pranks. Cutting my hair off in the middle of the night is not a prank. It's an act of war. <laughs> I will. I'm like I can't believe I'm gonna have to like like shit down your chimney or like something really offensive that you'll never be able to find and figure out what I've done to get back at you for this. Like it would just be it wouldn't. Molnir or no Molnir, I'll be like, there's something more that's going to go on here. And I'll take my time, but I will get there. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm covering the Valkyries. They are a group of maidens who serve Odin, who is the chief god. Um, they, their name means chooser of the slain. And they are sent by Odin over battlefields to choose people who are worthy of his special afterlife called Valhalla. And Valhalla is like a hall of heroes kind of thing. Like if you die nobly in battle, then a Valkyrie can take you over there. And in the hall of heroes, they're saving you up for Ragnarok. So you'll be part of that war. Um, Freya, a different goddess, she has her own uh, chosen dead, called folk uh, that stay with her in folk Wagner. Uh, they don't know why they, that they get to pick between them. But the nicest one I saw was uh, Odin is from one group of gods called the Asir and Freya is from a different group of gods called the Venir. So it's more like uh, the sports team versus the art nerds. <laughs> uh, and that maybe each one needs an army for Ragnarok. So that's why they each get a set of the dead out of the battlefield. Um, the dead are also called, wait, I put that down here somewhere. Uh, Inher ye. So you, you go to, and you wait around and you eat food. Uh, Thor's pigs are slaughtered every day or boars. They're slaughtered every day. And then they're re resurrected the next day. And then they just do pig stuff with Thor and then their dinner for the Inherii then later. Um, in their notoriety, because there's a, there's more than one Valkyrie. There's uh, quite a few. And I clicked on every single one of their names to find out if there's anything fun about them outside of just casual mention. So first up is Brunhild. She's the most famous Valkyrie, I think. Uh, there was a whole, um, we'll get to it in, in Nota, uh, pop culture, but they wrote an opera, a whole opera over it. Uh, 
she was a beautiful uh, Amazon like princess. And <clears throat> so she falls in love with a guy named Sigurd who kills a dragon named Fafnir and rides up a horse up to a house on a mountain. And there's a sleeping woman inside. And that woman is Broomhild. And he cuts the, the armor from her and she wakes up and rides away with um, Sigurd. Cause he's like, she's like, it's a uh, sleeping beauty. Sort of like what cat? <sighs> Did they just meow? Out of joy, I guess. It's like whenever I investigate further, they're like playing with a toy and just so happy. <laughs> um, later, Sigurd brings Gunnar to Brunhilde's uh, brother to ask Brunhilde's hand in marriage. Brunhilde lives on a mountain where she's surrounded by a wall of flame. Her brother tells them that Brunhilde will only marry a man who rides through the flame. And Gunnar is unable to do this, and Sigurd switches shapes with him to ride through the flames. So they did like a like a Freaky Friday on it. Um, so uh, Sigurd gets to wed Brunhild, but he is as as Gunnar. So she thinks she's marrying Gunnar, but it's secretly Sigurd, which is messed up that they're doing that. Um, so while looking like Gunnar on their wedding night, they put a sword between them. I don't know what that reference is for or does, or like, does that make it hotter for them or less hot? Does it not count if there's a sword there? So they technically didn't do anything. It sounds to me like they cut up by the sword, I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just says, uh, you know. Sigurd weds Brunhild as Gunnar, but places a sword between them, you know, for the Holy Spirit, I guess. <laughs> uh, the next morning, he gives Brunhild a ring, and Brunhild gives him a ring in return, and then Gunnar and Sigurd return to their own shapes and go to the and go to like the king's court. Sometime later. Brunhild and Gundren uh, are having a fight while washing their hair in the river. Brunhild says she does not want the water that passes through Gundren's hair to touch her own because her husband, Gunnar, is braver than whoever this person. I don't even know who this person is, but like she's like, fuck this guy. Uh, and Gundren replies that Sigurd's deeds of killing the dragon, but Brunhild says that only Gunnar had dared ride through the flame. And then she was like, that wasn't him. They did a body swap. And then she produces the ring that that she gave uh, Gunnar that she would have had from Sigurd. Uh, so she's absolutely livid that this is the situation. And she encourages Gunnar, real Gunnar, to kill real Sigurd. And he does. I don't know how she talks him into it, but she's like, you know what you should do? Go kill your brother. And she's, he's like, all right, I'll do that. But then she's real sad that, that he did that. And she kills herself by throwing herself on the funeral pyre of Sigurd. So dramatic. 
Is it turning your back? Death, essentially. <laughs> the, yeah. This Valkyrie is, I think, and this is what eventually becomes the um, the opera. It's called like Die Walker or something like that. It's I killed the rabbit, killed the rabbit, <laughs> where he's wearing the horns. That's the- yeah. <laughs> I was watching a couple of clips of that today, and I was like, they just straight up copied this this opera into a cartoon, and was like for children. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm watching it, and I was like, it's not even like, yeah, the rabbit's in disguise as Brunhilde, but like, is he? Because it just looks like they got Bugs Bunny to play that character, and he never like wiggles his way away from Elmer Fudd. No. <laughs> I'm like, he's being romanced by Elmer Fudd, and it isn't leaving. He's not leaving. <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, another famous... Valkyrie is Hilder, and she has the power to revive the dead on battlefields. Um, now, <clears throat> Hogni. Hogni can't pronounce his names. I know. Hogni is the father of Hilder, the Valkyrie. So when dad is away, his daughter was kidnapped by a prince named Hedin. When, when dad came back, he started looking for her and he finally found her with Hedin, who was waiting with his army. Uh, Hilda winds up marrying Hedin, like some Stockholm shit, I guess. Uh, so, but when his, when dad shows up, she's like, oh, come on in. Don't even wait. This is fine. Have a have a necklace on behalf of my husband, Hedden, you know, the guy who kidnapped me. It's good. Uh, but her dad was, uh, already had his sword unsheathed, which gave wounds that never heal. And always killed a man once it had been unsheathed. So the battle ensued and they fought all day and many died. And in the evening, they all returned to their camps and Hildur would, Instead of gathering the dead for Odin, she would resurrect everybody from the war so the war could go on forever. Wow. And that's just what, until Ragnarok. That's just what she got up to in her spare time. Uh, So that's the two most notable, the most told stories out of the Valkyries. Like, plenty of other are name checked in, in the poems and stuff, but not. Not a full-blown story like these two. And how did they essentially become a group of Valkyrie? Like, with all different, like, parents? Everybody had, had uh, different powers, um, but they were all just servants of Odin. So, like, in, I don't know, like, I know Rick Riordan's books are fictional, but he does do a lot of research into, like, their backgrounds and, like, how it all worked and everything. Um, in his novels, the Valkyries are alive. They're not god. Well, they're demigods, but they're they're just chosen followers of Odin. Mm-hmm. And the one of the Valkyries in his book is a Muslim girl. And they're like, "How do you square that?" She's like, "I just do." So they so deal with that. 
Um, sometimes he did grant people the ability to become Valkyries. Mm. If they, sometimes they prayed for it. Um, there was other instances where I had found where he had saved, um, a woman from like, I don't know, I think they were going to kill her for being a whore or something. And she prayed to him and they, she saved him. He saved her, but they also weren't bound to stay Valkyries. So they could just give up being a Valkyrie at any time and there was no punishment for it or anything. They weren't bound by oaths of like, like in the Greek goddesses, you know, the Vestial Virgins and like Artemis as people, they had to be virgins and whatever. They didn't have anything like that bound, binding them. So yeah, sometimes they just gave it up to go live with mortals. I guess in between battles, like it wasn't like 24 hour a day battles unless you're a Hilder, in which case it is. But like when it's when you're choosing the dead for Odin, I mean, you gotta have some downtime. I imagine that it's not every every day is a battle, right? And like, what kind of criteria are we using to choose these dead? <laughs> uh, I think you just have to die in battle, nobly, okay. and then that's it. And then either like Odin or Freyr gets you. But if you die in plane, you just go to hell, which is not like a fiery pit of nut. It's just whatever. Well, did you point out that Freya Freya gets to take half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you do have to die in battle. If you die of like old age or sickness, you just go to the underworld. You hang out in like it's like here, but there. Great. <laughs> Imagine that must be very disappointing. Because <laughs> it's not like something. Spe I mean, maybe it's spectacular. I don't know. I've never been. But by all accounts, like the descriptions I see from Hell's Realm is like. It's fine. It's not like endless fields of flowers and like good times and everybody's having a good time. Everybody's just like around. Unless you're a bad bloke and then you're going into like the torture department. Because you deserve it. You're an oathbreaker. Get out of here. Uh, Interrealm stuff, they're all over the place because they have to choose the dead. And that's not just Midgard. That's everywhere. You can be a giant. You could be a dwarf. If you're worthy, you're going no matter where you're from, which is nice. It's diverse. Uh-oh. Danny ran away. She doesn't like diversity. <laughs> that was good timing for that. <laughs> um, famous, family famous. There's a Valkyrie named Thrud who might be both a Valkyrie and the daughter of Thor and Sif. Thor, you've heard of, I don't doubt, and Sif of cut hair fame. Um, it's hard for them to tell if they were the same person or Thrud was a common name. Like, um, I don't know, like a Danielle or Rebecca. Or great, a great common name. <laughs> you know? Thrud. Everybody. I know, like, I went to high school with three Thruds at least. Uh, I choose to believe that, that it's the daughter of Thor and Sif and their daughter was like, you know what? I think I'd like to be a Valkyrie. And then went ahead and did it. Cause Thor and Sif were like, you can be anything you want. <laughs> They're supportive parents. Uh, another one is named Skuld and it's not her relation. That's famous. It's herself. Um, cause she is a, also a Norn. She's one of the fates. 
Um, and also a Valkyrie. So there you So if there's downtime between Valkyrieing, I guess she's like, you know what? Tea leaves, baby. Let's look at them. Let's cut that thread. Uh, so those are the only two I found that had any kind of like familial fame. So like, I guess Skald's uh, got two other famous sisters because they're the other two fates. <clears throat> In popular culture, just everywhere. All those classical paintings are just nothing. If I'm honest, whenever I see a, a Valkyrie painting, if I'm wondering where the concept of an angel came from, I'm going to go ahead and say that that got a little helping hand. Um, I looked when I was looking at Brunhilde's story, uh, she's a Yu-Gi-Oh card for sure, because I had to go through the first two pages of Google results on Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> before I could get to, oh, a real Valkyrie. <laughs> um, very prominent Valkyrie, uh, in the Asgard series by Rick Riordan, the Marvel's books and movies. She's played by Tessa Thompson. Um, as just one person instead of a flock. Can I say a flock of Valkyries? <laughs> They're a flock. Um, and the way I gave it, uh, so the ride of the Valkyries is the name of the song that is in Apocalypse Now and Bugs Bunny. Uh, and the opera is called Die Walkie. And there were four separate operas to tell the story, but this is the second of the four, and that's the one that has the song Ride of the Valkyries in it. And the, the the winner of It's the Thought That Counts Award is Operation Valkyrie, the plot to kill Adolf Hitler um, and turn that shitty ship around. It failed, but it's the closest anyone's gotten, and they put up a little statue in Berlin over it. Not <laughs> of Valkyrie, but like of the guys who tried to carry out Operation Valkyrie. <laughs> no, <laughs> they could. I mean, Germanic. It would be appropriate. Um, side note: so they had the Miss Universe contest. Oh. Um, and yeah, I only I only know this for reasons. Um, <laughs> but Ukrainian Miss Universe definitely came out in a Valkyrie costume. Oh. Um, like recently. Um. And it was like gorgeous. I love those Miss Universe costumes. They're crazy. Um, like she had wings that opened up. So if anybody wants to look that up, you should definitely look it up. Um, it was really cool. And she's carrying a sword. And I love how, like, I love the the costumes from that. Not just because, like, all the South American ones are crazy and like full of like feathers and and like Vegas girl stuff. But, like, sometimes America goes very subdued, and they'll be like, look, it's just a bodycon dress with a mermaid tail, and it's just stars and stripes, and isn't that lovely? And other times, I swear to God, it's like camo and guns, and like, just <laughs> bananas. <laughs> you know, like, that's more like it, isn't it, though? <laughs> just a camo ball gown being like, America. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I know. <laughs> There's so much to say about that. You just have to be who you are, I guess. 
Um, so that's the Valkyries. They're extremely famous in a, I feel like a more positive way than Loki. Also, Teresa hates to lose. I do hate to lose. <laughs> I gave them a beef this morning. Michael, uh, I give yeah the big beef. Talking about the Valkyries, she was like, "I gave them beef this morning, and it's all good. We're sacrificed. We're good to go." I'm not sure how that factors in here. <laughs> it's time to feed the cats. That's fair. I mean, without Loki, nibbles. I love nibbles. Um, without Loki, none of the gods would have interesting stories. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> but without the Valkyries. There would be no warriors to fight Ragnarok. But without Loki, there'd be no Ragnarok. Oh. <laughs> Ragnarok's coming with or without Loki. Because uh... the harbinger of it is the death of Baldur, which is Loki's fault, so he really starts it. He's going to end the world. The Valkyries are not ending the world. They're out there just collecting the dead and trying to do right by their kidnapper husband <laughs> and... And they're shape-shifting husbands. <laughs> um, right. But Loki does stuff. Uh, Loki didn't try to kill Hitler. <laughs> no, but I want to believe in my heart that Loki would have accidentally killed him. Because it would have been his fault that Hitler came into power. And then the gods would have been like, you have to fix this. And he would have been like in a dress. Like somewhere, like <laughs> dressed as like a horse, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. He is Bugs Bunny. He is Bugs Bunny. Wow! So there you go. That's our arguments. Now I have to choose. <laughs> you do. Who would you rather meet, a Valkyrie or Loki? I missed part of that. Who would I rather what? Meet a Valkyrie or a Loki. You're dead either way. Not no no. You're dead either way. What you are? Dead to me. He's a piece of shit, and he's gonna kill her. <laughs> he has really pretty hair. He might just cut it. That's true. Not, <laughs> the Valkyrie's gonna take you to be an inheritor. A, a hmm. what? That's the that's Odin's um, dead. dead guys. Oh, right. Come on, weren't you listening? <laughs> but if you survive Loki, you have a hell of a drinking story. <laughs> True. You're never going to survive the Valkyries. You have to be dead to meet the Valkyries. That's fair. Um, hmm. All right. So I feel like Loki's going to get because. It would just be a hell of a time. Which who are we doing? What? Who's going ahead? Oh, I, I said Loki. Oh, because God he is going to keep things interesting. I may not live to see it, but oh, you- <laughs> along, the, along the way, it'll at least be interesting. I man, I fucking hate Loki so much. <laughs> not because he wins, but like. He's so fucked up that they killed his own kids and tied him up with his kids. That's how bad he fucked up. Well, so it's not. So let's be honest. The point of the last God standing isn't like 
who's the nicest one? I it, know. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's who's gonna stand? Like, oh, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's so He's so hard to beat. He fucking sucks. I would say it's kind of hard to beat someone who just goes around screwing up everything and then trying to fix it and kind of making it worse. Like I'm just making it worse. <laughs> he's, you know what he is? He's, he's like a fucking Republican. He's just failing upwards. <laughs> he's just telling un- unheralded lies and just being like, I'll take that congressional seat anyway. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> You're a big slut and I don't like you. And they're like, oh, I didn't say anything. It's just minding my own business. <laughs> well, so now Loki's going to be what? He's in the final three. Oh, you're he so is. mad. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> oh. So who's up next? Let's see. Let's, just, let's this open is up a North. I know these are the like we're like heading down to the stretch like hard. We are. So it came to the Valkyries and Loki, and then out of oh damn it, I don't have a good one. Let me open up the chat and try and find a the tournament thing. It's like. Hooked up into a link into a tournament website where they're like, log in and check out your tournament stuff. And I'm like, okay. Isn't this your like ping pong tournament or something? Yeah, it's arm wrestling. Okay. Um, So it's Idun versus Thor. And then Odin and Vidar. So whoever wins those other two, Loki's going to have to battle them. So, there you go. So sad that I can't see what I'm talking about. I just looked at the chat. <laughs> Tournament bracket. I mean, I'm going to go out ahead and throw it out there. I just have a feeling it's going to be down to Loki, Thor, and Odin, despite our best efforts. Oh, look at here. I had it. Single elimination arm wrestling. It is... So Loki's going up against Balder. That's fucked up. That's yeah. super fucked up. Because Loki's the reason why Balder dies. Yes. And Balder was the most beloved god, even though he had ugly feet. Everybody has a flaw. Fatal flaw. Ugly feet. It's all right, though. It's, it's endearing. <laughs> oh, if if Loki gets past Balder, I just don't even know what to say. I just don't even know what to say. She killed him <laughs> on purpose, not an accident. He tricked yeah. his blind brother into killing him. I feel like it kind of depends on your criteria of like how to pick the god at that point. <laughs> I'm gonna pick my mother to be on the episode because she would not pick Loki. But your mom loves me, and she might. <laughs> she does love you. Oh, I can't believe he won. He's such a shit. There he goes. Off off to the races. This is why she barely wants me to pick the guests. <laughs> no way. We're just running out of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, so to be fair, I did I did pick her because of Loki and the Valkyries because I thought that was actually a really hard choice. Mm, and I knew she didn't have a lot of background with Norse mythology, so I thought she'd be coming in fresh, to be honest. I didn't stack the deck on this one. I did stack the deck on the last time Loki won. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> Stack the deck on that last one. Not this time. I can't believe Loki. That's fine. It's fine. I mean, Hell lost last time and she was like the goth queen. So, like. I was surprised to see that. I lost. And I sold her hard, too. (laughs) Ooh. Danny put that Miss Universe in the the chat. Miss Ukraine's war themed con. Oh, okay. Hella. Definitely a Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. Because that was all, like, melded together back in the day. All right, so Loki's going on. Mm-mm. You, so, no, now, normally I ask you if you have anything you want to plug. So, if you do something and you want something to plug, and if you don't have something, do you have something that you recommend? Ooh, no, I came very unprepared for that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything exciting. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, Danny, do you have anything you want like to say? Like brownies. You'd oh, like some wheat brownies? Like special brownies, like just real brownies. Like I ate a whole pan by myself. Nice. You pretty much did do that. Okay. I just gave up and got a fork and sat in front of the pan. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so the, yes, baking is definitely one of my things, but yes. plugging for that is a di- little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people to learn how to bake. It's exciting when you when you do it yourself, you're like, oh yeah, I made this myself. Delicious news, everyone. <laughs> uh, do I have anything to plug? Um, no, eventually the weather's going to get warm and you and I are going to go paddle boarding. Ooh, I bought kayaks. And you bought kayaks and I live near water. Ooh, thing I know. Here's a fun thing I know about Pennsylvania. What is that? If you, if we go kayaking, I have to go online. We both do, and get a a, a slip pass, like um, a launch pass. Okay. It's ten. It's just ten dollars. Like launch pass. Yeah. So I have an inflatable boat that Michael and I tried to use a couple of years ago. And we were in Pennsylvania and we inflate it and we put it in the water and everything. And of course I did an absurd amount of research into Pennsylvania law, (laughs) like on the inflatable boat. Do I have to put on like a a registration sticker? Do I have to register with the DMV? I had to for New York. And uh, they were like, no, just $10 and you'll be all right. I'll be like, good. So we're stuck on the side of the lake because we're bad at boat. I'm out. In, I'm out of the boat. I'm trying to push the boat away from like the sandbar that we're stuck on, and the the lake police roll up in their little in their rowboat, and they're like, "Oh, you guys look stuck." And I'm like, "We are, but we'll figure it out." And he goes, "Well, I hate to tell you this, but you need a launch permit to have that boat." I go, "Oh, I know." And I take it like I had it hanging around my neck. I was like, "I have it here." If you and I handed it to them, and they were like. Fine, and they sped away. They were so mad that they couldn't give us a two hundred and fifty dollar fine because I 
for a pass. <laughs> that they just sped away. They were like, good luck. <laughs> and off. I was like, the, the lake police suck. I was like, I love that they don't even give you a little push to help you out. They're just like, yeah. no, we can't give you a fine. That's all we're done here. <laughs> just two fatties in an inflatable boat and unable to like get rid of like the situation with terrible oars, no rhythm, just just doing our worst. Oh, <laughs> so rude! I couldn't believe it. pretty well. She's in the Poconos. That's where we were. So now we know. Everybody, ten dollars get get a launch permit and some better oars. <laughs> I definitely have those now, but I will I will roll those police. Who do they think they're coming up against? Your accent gets thicker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Was it in September? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> So my plug is, uh, I have another podcast about Stargate, the aforementioned Stargate. We're back, baby. <laughs> I put up a new episode uh, when this comes out yesterday. And um, I recommend watching Andor, even though it's over. Watch it again, because it's that good. It's that good forever. Oh, yes, it is. I don't like anything that happens in space. It doesn't even happen in space, mostly. There's not even space magic. You don't even have to have seen one Star Wars. It's space adjacent. <laughs> so Teresa, Teresa loves space. I am scared of space. Um, she does not like my horror movies. I do not like her version of horror movies. We don't see movies together very often. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it happens in space. I'm like, meh. <laughs> the middle, like, I think the Venn diagram for us is probably just aliens, and that's it. Yeah, the movie Aliens, not like actual aliens, just. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Because if I invite her to a movie, she's like, "Is there eye violence?" I'm like, "Probably," because it's a horror movie. So, yeah. and I have to ask if there's an astronaut, and there probably is. So I'm not interested. <laughs> People be like, "Did you watch Ted Lasso?" I'm like, "Does Ted Lasso happen in outer space?" Because then probably not. I didn't watch it because it didn't happen in a haunted house. So. You're like, is somebody dead in the first five seconds? Then I didn't watch it. No. It is funny, but no. None of those. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, I would like to thank my husband, Mike Giacino, for writing our theme music. If you want to reach out to us, you can. We are at Last God Pod on Instagram and at gmail.com. And the Facebook group, which is like wildly inactive because like the the thing that's supposed to cross promote doesn't do it. And then I don't remember. I have taken over the Instagram account and I make sure that my posts are witty and punny. <laughs> they are. She's doing a great job over on the gram. And then I get runoff likes because it also posts to my Facebook feed. Right. And then I forget. And then I check Facebook and I'm like, oh, she reposted that. It was me. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, and that's it. Uh, leave us a review, a five star review. It's the new year, new you, new five star review. And you can do it right in the app you're using now. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks to our guest, Rebecca. Thank you to Rebecca. Thanks hey. to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye. Rebecca? Say bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
no. No, fuck you guys. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, am I? <laughs>